All right, the the first sound test for our our new show. Right, it seems well, it it seems to be recording. Um, all right, I'll lean in a bit. Yeah. Okay. Is that that picking me up? Yep. Yep. Great. This that, is that's not a microphone. Uh. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> hello, sailor. <laughs> Click the subscribe button. Oh dear. you lovely people in internet land and welcome to episode one that feels weird of game life balance australia the australian edition of the game life balance podcast i'm your host robert bailey and i'm joined as always although that's weird because it's episode one but moving on i'm joined as always by the diamond smuggling space pirate himself andrew ac yoshimura you know how hard it is to get diamonds into space in the first place to smuggle them you know where i'll smuggling to Sydney. I needed to get them up to space and then back down again to get them to Sydney. Like I'm, I'm no economist, but that sounds like an inefficient use of your resources. Yeah, but there's like a way station on the way and you know, they take their cut and, you know, it's... I don't know. I, I don't like middlemen, alright? Mm. It's just space or nowhere. So basically you're, you're using space to avoid... Um, yeah, the, the the wholesaling market and the whole... Well, yeah, I mean... Direct, direct distribution of diamonds from space to... Well, I uh, it's Canberra to space to distribution point, Sydney, which is, it's either that or taking a three hour bus ride. Mm, yeah. Space is the better option. I don't like buses at the, all. The Canberra space program also just has a funny, funny, funny sound to it. Trust me. <laughs> God. Canberra right. space program. We're going to send something into the sun. So we've been recording for about a minute. We're already off, <laughs> off the rails. Uh, so Game Life Balance Australia That's right, yes say. Yes, that's right, Australia And it's our first episode, you say Apparently it is Because I remember doing about 19 other episodes Almost swore there Episodes where we did the same thing Yeah, look, it's an interesting phenomenon What's occurred But um, essentially During our uh, brief hiatus While I got to grips with being a father uh, We had an interesting uh, interaction with two gentlemen uh, from the United States of America, which apparently is um, somewhere else in the world. Uh, T-shirt than capital of the world, I think. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think that's where they made the rock and roll music. And oh, things. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, Elvises came from yeah, there, right? I, yeah, all three of them. Mm. Um, they, Funny hair. They, mm, they, <laughs> God damn it. They <laughs> reached out to us um, to um, purloin our name. Yeah, and- so... So the story goes like this. So I'm, yeah. I'm actually the official uh, liaison between yeah. uh, Australia and US for the Game Life Balance brand. So I'm right. I'm basically a brand ambassador. Yes. I would like to point out. Andrew's very fond of of this title. Actually. I'm brand ambassador. I rub shoulders <laughs> with the big wigs. That's right. So basically, he's a mover and shaker. I I got an email from a gentleman by the name of Cody Goff. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, when I first saw this, and I thought we really like your podcast. We need the monies and names and stuff. Now, he didn't actually ask for money, but we thought it was like a scam email at first. Until we did, I, I, actually, I actually was like, is this guy a Nigerian prince? Is this all some crazy bamboozling maneuver thing? <laughs> is he going to ask for our credit card details at some point? Here? Cody, the Nigerian princess. <laughs> of course. Sounds uh, legit. <laughs> it, turns out, it turns out this gentleman is actually legitimately from the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had their own podcast called Unqualified Gamers, mm-hmm. which was a good listen. They listened to us. We listened to them. Yeah. They wanted to change their names because they were going in a different direction mm-hmm. because they 
like us found themselves moving on in their lives where they couldn't just play nothing but games all the time. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think they said that increasingly their podcast was less about games and more about them whinging about how, how difficult their lives are. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that sounds like eerily familiar. That's uh, basically us. Yeah. So, which is why we named our podcast Game Life Balance. Yeah. So we decided to uh, collaborate, I suppose. So Join basically, forces. Yeah. Mm. So they're going to be the US show. Uh, Game Life Balance US. We mm-hmm. are going to be Game Life Balance Australia from now on, which is why we've started at episode one. Yeah. And hopefully you'll hear us on their podcast and hopefully they will um, guest star on our podcast as well. Yeah, we're going to collaborate um, and listen and um, and stop. And I didn't do that reference particularly well, but you get the point. Vanilla Ice People is a rapper. <laughs> that really? You were referencing... So, uh, so we're four minutes in and you're referencing Vanilla Ice. So okay. basically, back to our old ways. <laughs> Look, basically, the, the amount of times that I think about Vanilla Ice on a daily basis is something that I'm not really comfortable sharing with people, but uh, it, it's 50. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's 50. Does, does, do, do any of those coincide with the uh, the second Ninja Turtles movie? Look, that's prim- primarily... Ninja Rap is, as everyone knows, the best Vanilla Ice song. Um, he has other songs? Oh, that's, that's right. He stole one from Queen, didn't he? And, and David Bowie. That's right. He went to David Bowie's house in the night and... <laughs> Broke broke in. In. He, he, tore, he tore a hole in the screen door. <laughs> and uh, stole- Who is it? What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, poor, the man's only been in the cold, cold ground for... <laughs> okay, I like how we're setting up the, the theme and the tone of the podcast yes. nice and early for all you new listeners Yes, if, if you've come to us after a referral from the Game Life Balance US podcast, um, we apologise... Uh, I don't think that Cody and John really knew what they were getting themselves into with this uh, this endeavor, but um, wait, wait, it's wait, too wait, late wait. now. Wait, who's John? Oh, so oh, sorry, Cody and Uncle Stabo. Yeah, un- yeah. I mean, uh, of course, I'm referring to John, Uncle Stabo Martin, uh, friend of the show and collaborator. Good, good friend, good friend. You know, for years. He followed my Twitter account before Cody did, so <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he's the good one. We decided to pick a fight with with John because. <laughs> I don't know because what, we thought it was funny. I don't know what we're doing here. Uh, but <laughs> All right. So basically, if you have listened to our old show, we are going to follow a very similar format, which is actually quite different to our friends in the US, yeah. but similar at the same time. Because let's face it, our personalities are, are kind of worryingly similar. Yeah, I've often, I, I've often thought that you are kind of an Australian version of Cody, and I'm kind of an Australian version of John, and... In ways that are kind of freaky. Yeah, um, it's a little worrying, actually. Like, for example, um, just to put it out there, John was recently talking about how his wife and and him decided that they would go to bed together at the same time. We, my me, my <laughs> wife and I... Take did, it out of context. That sounds really weird. My wife and I did the same thing. Um, he gets up early in the morning to play games. I do the same thing. He recently bought a house. I am in the process of buying a house right now. Um, he's funnier than Cody, and I'm funnier than AC. Oh, okay, that's and... where that's where I gotta unhitch this wagon, which you're you're driving to the Oregon. <laughs> so, I, you have leprosy. <laughs> the, only, the only difference between our show and their show is that Cody hosts, mm. yes, and on on this show you host. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little backwards. It's it's almost like um, it's, it's a bit ass about. But I see Rob actually had to come to me to get permission to host the show. I asked, I asked nicely, can I please host the show, please? Said, yeah. 
I said yes, you can host the show because that will probably stop something which we call rambling, which is something we also do every fifth episode, which we call the stream of nonsense. Yes, look forward to that in about four episodes time. Um, mm. But every episode, as Andrew tried to mention earlier, oh yeah, that's right. and then was Fly derailed, track. we have our regular segments on the show. Um, we Every episode we feature a game that we think is either historically significant or uh, personally interesting to us or so god-awful that it deserves to be called out yeah and it Um, doesn't necessarily have to be a retro game it could be a new game it could be an old game it could be an arcade only game like it will be today yep uh and uh we also have a segment called game life talk coming up where we talk about our games and our uh, sorry our our lives and the games. hey i own games i have lots of games yeah I, i have a lot of games on steam not so many in in real life but um uh, and we'll also have a quiz every episode. Yeah, we, we uh, finish the show in a quiz. Mm-hmm. Rob will generally quiz me. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I pick his brain. I, I, uh, I pick his... That sounds so awful, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, moving on. Uh, yes, so, but every fifth what, episode... What are you going to pick, Rob? Sorry? <laughs> your brain. Pick my brain. Okay, yeah. Oh, God. All right. And then we'll, have, uh, we'll also have uh, listener emails and stuff like that. Yeah. If you do decide to write in, but we'll get to that later on. First of all, we have our featured game. Which is Capcom's Alien vs. Predator. Right, so we're uh, we're going to be covering an uh, arcade game. That's right. This this week, an arcade only game. Very mm. rare, rarer than you'd think. Because although a lot of games were ported over, mm. there are very few that kind of stayed on the arcade and remained there. Because even like the Simpsons arcade. Mm. And the Ninja Turtles arcade made their way across eventually, eventually. in some form or another. The yeah. Simpsons arcade was is a bit iffy because of the rights and kept appearing and then disappearing off certain services. Mm. But this one, arcade only, never been re-released. So the only way you can play this game is if you visit an arcade that happens to have a machine or get one of those, shall we say, pseudo-legal... Yes, emulators. First of all, let's go to the legal way of acquiring this. Okay. Okay, so the only legal way you can acquire Alien vs. Predator, which is a Capcom Mm beat-em-up, which was released in 1994, these days is buying the actual arcade machine Mm -hmm. itself, or... Buying the jammer board. Right. Now, the jammer board is what goes into an arcade machine. It's basically, if you think of, like, uh, a laptop Mm -hmm. with all the information for that particular game on it. Mm -hmm. Like, people wonder why those boards are so big. Well, because it doesn't actually just... Not just the game data, but it's also the video data and how it displays. Mm. When you plug that into an arcade machine, an arcade machine is basically just... The interface. Mm. It's just the the screen and the joysticks. All of the information and how that information is displayed, including graphics capabilities, is all on that big circuit board. It's like a dedicated computer and all it does is play a game. Yeah, play yeah. that one game. And yeah. they're called uh, Jammer, which is the... Um, because a lot of arcade machines came out of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, Jammer is actually an acronym, like uh, Japanese arcade machine something or other. Cool. I, I was so close that's, there. Look, that's more about Jammer than <clears throat> I knew beforehand. So even though you didn't f- finish... <laughs> I, was like, I was so confident going into that. I still feel more knowledgeable than before. So well okay. done, I guess. So you can actually buy the Jammer boards, which is, of course, cheaper than buying a, an entire arcade unit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, those things are about $700. Whoa. And Capcom also had a really bad uh, propensity to suicide their games. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really bad, but some of their games, and I'm not sure whether this is the case with this one, but the games after they reached, after they clocked over, or if they were disconnected, or if something happened to them, mm. 
uh, the ROM chip would basically delete itself. Ooh. Yeah. So I actually have a Street Fighter Alpha board somewhere, which I believe has been suicided. Oh dear. Which is which is a bit unfortunate, but yeah. kind of cool just to have the board anyway because I have a main machine and we'll get onto that pretty soon. Yeah, let's let's discuss your uh, shall we say pseudo legal <laughs> main machine later. So, but uh, yeah. let's suffice to say that we have access to this game. We do, and uh, we actually played it pretty recently. Yeah, about two weeks ago. We, yeah, we fired it up. Uh, Rob had never played this game before. No, um, so some history about me. Um, as a PC gamer, I played the crap out of the Alien vs. Predator first-person shooters that uh, appeared on the PC about, oh god, ballpark about six or seven years ago. Um, they were really fun, but I had no idea that there was a beat-em-up. No, and it, it, there are actually quite a few Alien versus predator games and it's not aliens versus predators or aliens versus predator mm. it is alien versus predator mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of species encompassing i suppose there yeah now uh, there is actually a bit of a cult game for the atari jaguar which is a first person shooter i suppose where you can choose between all three characters i do believe oh, wow. a jaguar is one of the th- one of the few 90s systems i don't actually own believe hmm. it or not okay i just i've just never been able to get my hands on one and don't Particularly feel like I need to, I suppose. But I've got almost everything else. Mm. Uh, there was also a Super Nintendo game, which we have played before as well. And that's more of almost like a fighting game, really. Where it takes a lot longer mm. to kill each character. And it's not fast and it's not particularly fun. It's basically, yeah, like... It's a pretty bad fighting game. Um, and I say that in full knowledge of the existence of, um, of Clay Fighters. Uh, so, yes... Yep. This is not a good and not no. a good fighting game. So this uh, is basically where my knowledge of uh, Alien versus Predator comes from. Mm. It, it came from this game was released in 1994. That's uh, I, I first played it in Brisbane, Australia, in the arcade with my mates back when it was only like 50 cents a credit, which was reasonable back mm. then, I guess, or not yeah. that reasonable when you're only on like only had two dollars allowance. That but, was the, uh, that was the golden age, 50 cents a credit. God, but basically that game is is awesome. It is my favourite Alien vs. Predator game. Mm. The fact that these two things could exist in the same universe was amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it all goes back to Predator 2, doesn't yeah, it? Really? that's right. Yeah. They're, they're, I think the, the tagline for that film was, they're in town with a few days to kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, Danny Glover is, is a much disparaged actor. <laughs> and look, I'm not, I'm not going to cast aspersions on, on, his, on his work. But hey, he's had a good career of... That, but perhaps the only noteworthy thing you could argue the only noteworthy thing about Predator Two is the fact that there is this scene inside the Predator spaceship uh, where you briefly see in shot uh, a decapitated head of an alien. I think it's the skull of an alien, mm. and that's where all of this stems from. You you have to think that uh, basically people were watching Predator 2 and they saw the alien in the background basically maybe as a reference or maybe it was like an easter egg Mm -hmm. but basically as soon as people saw that geeks being geeks went these things exist in the same universe Mm. and it all stemmed from that now Alien vs Predator for Capcom actually comes from a a 1989-1990 comic book series Mm. the first time that they appeared together it's really interesting history this actually yeah Yeah. The, the fact was that they were actually meant to be uh, tie into those original comic books meant to tie into a film mm. Alien vs Predator now Capcom 
decided to produce the game for this series. Mm-hmm. They were actually, I guess you'd call it like too enthusiastic because apparently they, they completed the game. Yep. Um, and then realized afterwards that the movie maybe wasn't going to be... Yeah, the movie script made. changed and then it, it went into what we call development hell. <laughs> Basically, the original <laughs> script, they, they deemed it's too expensive or mm. it doesn't work or people aren't going to watch this. Mm-hmm. So the comic book series is now standalone. Mm-hmm. The... Uh, the game is basically standalone as well, and a Alien vs. Predator film was finally released in 2004, I yeah. think, after that, you know, basically 15 years of development. And now. had no connection at all with this game. No. It's, it's a completely different story. Um, so, the original arcade, you can have up to three players, if mm-hmm. you have a three-player. Um, some, of course, were only two-player yeah, uh, yeah. Because you can set the dip switches on the arcade board to two or three, or even one player, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, so why don't you tell us what your first impressions were, Rob? Well, look, I have to say, um, I've played a fair few beat-em-ups, and, um, look, a lot of people don't like beat-em-ups, but I am, I am, I guess, kind of a champion of the genre. I really like beat-em-ups. I think they're a really great game to play with your mates. Um, just sit down on a Saturday afternoon with a few beers and, and play some, some good old beat-em-ups and just, just beat the crap out of people. And this game is a really good beat-em-up, and, and the thing that struck me the most was, um... There's a ton of characters on screen at any one time. There's, you're not just fighting, you know, half a dozen enemies. You're fighting, you know, upwards of of a dozen or even like twenty enemies at once, beating the shit out of them, in you know, and just just basically <laughs> decimating people, um, aliens and human beings alike. Uh, you can select from human characters. There's two human characters, right? Yeah, there's... there are two human characters mm. and there are two predator characters. Mm. So the predators kind of team up with the humans to try and get rid of the alien menace. It's kind of a weird plot that doesn't gel well with the, the movies in a way. I've never seen the movies I because I was so infatuated mm. with the original game that I, I went, no matter what they do with this movie, it's just not going to live up to what I felt and what I experienced during the original Capcom beat 'em up. <laughs> All I'll say is the Predators have never really been in a in a mood to to collaborate with humans. No, no, they're, they're, um, they're, they're not big on the collaboration meetings. No, but in this game, they're surprisingly cooperative. Surprisingly, um, so there are four characters: mm-hmm. uh, two cyber cyborg soldiers. Mm-hmm. One is uh, Dutch Schaefer. <laughs> He's just basically like huge McStrong or like Biff McLarge. <laughs> He's just a muscle bound Hulk. He kind of reminds me. His arms is yeah. basically basically like a massive kind of cyborg, uh, you know, metal arm that has a gun attached to it. Yeah, and I, I think his the thing about that character is that his um, he has a ranged attack. All the characters in this game have ranged attacks, but he seems to be very focused on close quarters combat. And mm. I think his melee attacks are, are stronger than his his uh, his ranged attacks. But the uh, the other the other human character is more of a ranged Yeah, so character. her name is Lin uh, Kurosawa, mm-hmm. which is odd because Lin wouldn't actually be a um, a Japanese name, but obviously Kurosawa is. Mm-hmm. She is my main in that game mm-hmm. because she's fast, she's agile, she has a few combo moves she can use, uh, and her gun doesn't overheat, like yeah. uh, the Predator guns and Dutch's gun as well. Mm-hmm. And the two predators, which are a hunter and a warrior. Yeah. So both both of which are, are fairly similar. They both have guns which you can fire and overheat. Yeah. They, there's one of them have like a um, like the uh, the shoulder cannon. Yeah. Or? One has a shoulder cannon. One has an arm cannon. I think. Yeah. And uh, they're uh, maybe they both have shoulder cannons. They're pretty. Look, oh god, we're 
We're exp- experts. Experts on video games. They were playing the human characters most of the time. I have to say, yeah, because they're you know they're cool. Um, so they most of them do ha- are equipped with melee weapons, mm-hmm. um, a katana for Lin, a bladed staff for the hunter, That's an extendable right. retractable spear for the predator warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dutch actually has no such weapons, but uh, he does have a cybernetic arm, which is basically yeah. the same freaking thing. Yeah, it's just this. Imagine it's a giant. Battering ram attached to someone's yeah, body. Yeah, which is why and, melee is so good with him. Yeah, I really enjoyed using him because uh, you can just sort of wade into a big clump of enemies and mm. just just start bashing them. And uh... so one of the great things about this, and you and I have finished Final Fight, another Capcom beat 'em up. We play Final Fight, the proto much... beat 'em up, like the for the the nineties genre of beat 'em ups. That was basically like one of the greatest games you could play. I have a lot of fondness for Final Fight, and um, this game compares very favorably. I, I think it. It may even be, dare I say, better than Final Fight. I think it blows it out of the water. Yeah. That's just my opinion. You and I have played that game through to completion at least three times. It doesn't have that gritty 80s street gang vibe Mm. that Final Fight has, but it does have just a load of stuff going on on the screen. It's got 90s sci-fi to it. Like, 90s action hero sci-fi. It's just such a busy, loud, exciting... It's a sensory overload. The video game, basically, literally in our in our case, because the um, the main arcade we were playing on, I, I can't control the volume on it, at mm. least not yet, and it was loud. Yeah, all, all the other <laughs> it was splitting. The all the other mm. uh, games I have on there range from soft to maybe medium mm. to the right volume. But for whatever reason, Capcom games just explode out of the speakers. Yeah, yeah, and that might actually be the best way to experience that game you know yeah because i mean a very arcadey sort of feel to it it felt like i was 10 years old back at henry's at woden and i, <laughs> I just i just stuffed an old my, restaurant in canberra i just stuffed myself with hamburgers and i was down there playing an old super session i don't know i don't know do americans have this thing it was a phenomenon in the 90s where you pay some nominal fee and you get to play arcade games yeah, so non-stop basically, for like an hour. What would happen is uh, a super session would be on uh, Saturday or Sunday morning. Yeah, there was a set time, and you would go in for two or three hours. You'd pay thirty or forty dollars, which mm. was actually quite a lot of money back then, and even to me, still kind of is. Yeah, and they and all the games would be free play, or if they couldn't be toggled to free play, uh, one of the staff would come over and basically yeah. put like you know twenty credits on there by you have to put jamming hand- his finger into the uh, in, into the board. You'd have to basically put your hand up like you were like a jerk in a restaurant. And be like, hey, hello, yeah. service, and then like, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. And then the spotty teenager from Sim- the Simpsons okay. would come over. Here we and, go. Have yeah. some more credits, sir. You'd open up the, the machine and, and press the little button to give you credits. And um, yeah, I have a lot of a lot of good memories of, of super sessions back in the day. Yeah, so. because we had a time zone in in Canberra. Uh, I yeah. usually did super sessions with my mate in uh, in Brisbane, which mm. was also a time zone, I do believe. Uh-huh. And that's where I first finished Alien vs Predator because I'd always fiddle mm. around with on it. Mm. And it's not the most unfair beat em up, but because so much is happening, mm. you have basically a melee attack, and then you have a jump button, mm-hmm. and then you have the range attack, which is a gun. Yeah, and that generally, except for the the, uh, the lady character, overheats if you overuse it. So, so yeah, you only get a couple of shots out, mm. uh, but they're pretty they're pretty big shots. Like they'll yeah. set fire to particular characters. Yeah. So- Whereas Lin's uh, will she'll have to reload, mm. and that takes a couple of seconds, and she will be stagnant in that time. Mm. She can't move around and dodge shots, so she's kind of vulnerable. Yeah. So if, if you if you're about to expend a clip, you need to kind of get into a corner of the screen where you're not going to be attacked for the next two or three seconds. Mm. So it's got some interesting sort of tactics to it, I guess, and. Yeah. Um, there's probably a way to play that game that um, 
minimizes the the your your use of credits and and you know lets you play you know beat the game potentially on only a few dollars worth of of credits but uh we went through a lot of credits it was Playing basically game, 10 um... credits each it would have cost us at least 20 dollars to finish that game yeah uh there are a surprising variety of enemies in this as well yeah. there are different types of aliens yeah so you're finding a, a bunch of different types of aliens from um sort of the hunters and the uh you know, the the I don't know, alien warriors and things like yeah, that? Yeah, there were alien warriors, there alien was, hunters. There's the queen. They, uh, they had queens on certain levels, but not mm. only that, but they had face huggers coming out yeah. of the eggs as well, and they, and they had infant aliens. Yeah, like the very um, small chest, chest bursters. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. You have, to me, you have to buy me a Coke now. No, um, already have. <laughs> he has. Uh, yeah, so, and then, and then the game kind of switches maybe halfway so, through when you're fighting humans. Yeah, so basically it's a, it's a massive global conspiracy yeah. of corporations trying to, or maybe one corporation. Wayland Yutani. Yeah, trying to, trying to use them as biological warfare, basically. Mm. And, you know, trying to get all of those, all of those aliens and control them and maybe use them their DNA into their weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, and how yeah. How they work. So then you're fighting humans for quite yeah. a while. And they have weapons that are um, sort of, uh, I guess, correct for the Aliens universe, like those uh, pulse rifles and smart guns, and uh, and they sound right, which I really love. Yeah. Uh, they get the sound effects right, so the they make that really satisfying high-pitched machine gun sound. They sort yeah. of, you know, I sound like a 10-year-old kid making that sound. But, but we, we, we love this series. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, this, we're referencing uh, James Cameron's Aliens, mm. which is the second Alien yeah. movie. I love... I mean, I, to, to me, Aliens is the, the best film of this. I mean, a lot of people are, like, Alien fans. So I am an Alien fan, but they're, mm. they're very different movies. Yeah, now, That's probably a, a discussion for another time. Yeah. But uh, this is yeah. basically... This is the Aliens versus version of of the series yeah because it's there's a lot of aliens and there are a lot of big guns yeah and there are a lot of pickups as well you know there's yeah. knives there there are the pulse what's, rifles what's the healing item is it a big turkey or like i think a it is a turkey. dinner or something yeah i love how beat em ups like like the symbol for health in beat em ups is like a really hearty meal <laughs> you know like, <laughs> oh um, man i'm dying i could really go for some turkey right it's yeah. like a last it's like I, I need a last meal. I'll just knock over this dustbin and eat a <laughs> piping hot turkey. <laughs> Who's hiding them there? That's what I want to know. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a... Okay, so basically the end of the game comes in when the big fat general with a mustache, not a Hitler <laughs> mustache, but kind of getting getting kind of getting close to the side of his lips, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, he looks... He's kind of big... going, haha, you should join our side because we're really cool and stuff like that. And of course, you, tr- you try and gun down some more aliens, some more soldiers. Mm-hmm. Some some of those lifters, like the um, the yellow cargo. Oh lifters. yeah, what are they called? The um, a pa- power lifter or a- oh god, we're going to sound like we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, oh. basically what Ripley was using to defeat the Queen at the end of Alien. Yeah, I want to I want to say they're called like power lifters or something. Oh god, just whatever write- they're called. Let us know in the, in the comments or with an email. They were, they were really cool to see in the game as a reference. Yep. yep. Um, you, I think the guy, the general guy, actually just gets stabbed by the the Ultra Queen. <laughs> because you've already you've already defeated a couple of queens up until this point, but this queen is massive, hangs to the ceiling, and has a, a tail that kind of stabs you. Now it's and like again. The, the queen of queens, which is like that show King of Queens, but but better, but much, much much better, <laughs> much better. Oh dear, I've referenced King of Queens. What have I done? And along the way, you actually fight two predator bosses as well. I was mm-hmm. confused at first because I thought that they were 
because we were both playing humans, I thought that the the predators all of a sudden were ganging up on us. Yeah, I thought it was like a a, a Shamalayan twist, and uh, and the um Shamalayan, the, uh, the the predators turned on us. But it turns out that they were like baddie predators. Yeah, they were different predators who mm. wanted a good challenge. Mm. I do believe so. We defeated them, uh, got to the boss. Boss was stabbed, and then we had to defeat Ultimate Queen Alien. We did so, mm-hmm. and then predators take off, saying, "We'll be back. We'll see you again real soon." <laughs> And we're going, wow, that's ominous. Yeah. Roll credits. So, God, what a... Final, final thoughts here, Rob. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend this game? Oh, yeah, we have to tell people whether, it's, whether they should play it or not, don't we? Yeah. Um, it's been so long. Uh, look, I think if you're a fan of a beat-em-up genre, this is almost a must-play. Because it, it, it is almost, to me, like the pinnacle of the 90s beat-em-up genre. The 2D sprite-based beat-em-ups. This is as technologically advanced as those games really really ever got um you've got so much happening on screen you've got it doesn't flicker it never stalls no, no. there's no slowdown yeah and and it's just balls to the wall action the whole way through and there's something super satisfying about just mashing the attack button and watching like you know a dozen aliens get knocked to the floor and it's also i should say on a comedy level it's really funny to punch aliens in the head <laughs> Because true. that seems like the last thing you would want to do to an mm. alien with the snapping jaws and the and the flailing limbs and so forth. But um, these guys are tough commandos, super soldiers, if you will. And then they're not afraid to punch... And then there's a- predators as well, you know? Yeah. Predators will certainly punch an alien in the head. <laughs> it's just really funny Give to me. Give the old three stooges boink boink in the eyes, I spent you know? the first <laughs> few minutes playing this game just laughing at how funny it is to punch an alien. So, um... Yeah, I definitely recommend if you're a beat 'em up fan. If you're not a beat 'em up fan, I don't know if this game has much to offer to you. See, this game mm. had such a legacy mm. uh, in the in the mid '90s to the early 2000s. People were still referencing this game. You don't see it a lot anymore. But if you are a fan of the genre, mm-hmm. and and by genre I don't mean just beat 'em up, but if you are an alien fan or a predator fan, yeah, or that's an alien better fan. Put mm. down the DVD. Play the game if you have access to it mm. legally. <clears throat> yes, and we'll discuss that maybe a little later in the show. I think we will. It's uh, it, it's 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 an odd thing. It's a fraught topic. Yeah. Look, I reckon you should play this game. Uh, it it took the it took the beat 'em up genre one step further mm. by adding ranged attacks in there with a third button. Yeah. And you know you can you can you have combos and stuff. There is a super attack where you can get out of tight situations, which will drain a little bit of your health. Mm -hmm. Basically, this was my ultimate game to play in the arcades during the 90s. I highly recommend it. Glowing endorsement. Glowing endorsement indeed. Mm. Now, to cap this off, there is one interesting thing I should mention. Mm -hmm. There were plans to release this game on a home system. Okay. Now, can you guess which home system this perhaps maybe would have appeared oh, on? Oh, God. Okay, so it's an arcade game. Yep. It's from the mid-90s. Yep. Uh, I'm getting my timing here. I'm going to guess PlayStation? Nope. No? Nope. You know what it was almost released on, Rob? What? The 32X. What? Now, for those of you <laughs> who don't know, the 32X was an add-on... Is this, is or this the... the Mega Drive, or what oh you would God. call the Sega Genesis. Wow. So it was in development. It was never released. But it also tells you that this game was beyond a 16-bit. It mm. was it was very much a, a 32-bit or near-to-it sort of thing. Mm. Uh, the 32X tanked, obviously. <laughs> there, and we, I actually own a 32X, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. It tanked. It's useless. It was never released on it. 
I really wish there was a prototype I could see, but none have ever been found or released. Mm. So that was our featured game, Alien vs. Predator, Capcom. Play it if you can. Right, well, it's time to talk about games and life and uh, how the two intersect or, or don't juxtaposition themselves I think you might say yeah you could say that except I'm not going to because I've been drinking and it's going to be difficult to pronounce that word properly and I'm a bit of a wanker so you know I just wanted to get that word in (laughs) he is (laughs) click the subscribe button oh god right well games and life Um, so I've been having a lot of life happen recently life has been happening to me at a breakneck pace um, not speed, but pace. Pace, yes. Yeah, I'm surprised that you actually got any gaming in there at all, to be honest. It's, I tell you what, it's been a bit of an effort. Um, so, so what's actually been happening in your life? Oh God, your well, so-called life. So as you, if you've listened to the uh, the Christmas special of Game Life Balance, um, if if this is your first episode, you, feel free to go back because they're, yeah. they're still there. The podcast feed does include the old episodes, so you can, if you like, go and listen to the Christmas. <laughs> if you like. If you like. No, no obligation. So, so basically, Rob has a human child That's right. under I, his tutelage. I have a human female baby that I uh, currently have to keep alive. It's kind of like and Pokemon, right? You put him into a ring and... You, you know, do you remember all that, all that time we spent playing um, Tamagotchis in the, uh, in the 90s? Well, that's all paying off now because, <laughs> because basically I have to deal with a, a little, tiny little person that poos and wheeze and needs to be fed and if i don't take care of those various things then it probably won't end well for the said person so um do you have to turn them off when you get onto planes <laughs> you know what oh, i wish i really look wish. i'm not i'm not going to say that i wish that the baby had an off button because that's uh probably going too far but um look the thing is that being a parent and you will you at home will will know this if you are a parent uh it's it's this wonderful combination of utter frustration, utter deep seated frustration, and overwhelming joy. And then they'll grow up to hate you. And the frustration is about ninety five percent, and the utter joy is five percent. But the joy is so great that it really balances out the frustration. So you're left feeling that things. I are am ju- highly skeptical of having children now after that conversation <laughs> i gotta say look look i i'm gonna get off the crazy <clears throat> bus that other humans drive and i'm gonna go maybe maybe having a tiny human <laughs> that is nothing like a pokemon is possibly not for me the thing is that she's she's really cute and when you get home from work and there's this little person that smiles at genuinely smiles at you and laughs when she sees you is amazing and nothing can really compare with that um but there's also the times where she'll wake up at four in the morning because she's rotated herself somehow in the crib and her arm is stuck in, in between the bars of the crib and she's crying. And you're like, why did you even do that? <laughs> you got yourself into this mess. It's this time is, to learn to take care of yourself and get you yourself out of it. You created this problem. <laughs> and then you have to realize that she's thoroughly irrational and you can't talk to her about why rotating yourself in the crib is a bad idea and things like that. You, can, um, you can't draw her a diagram. With like acute angles and just say, look, maybe maybe you should learn some math, damn baby. <laughs> the thing is, like, yeah, look. So having a baby is like, it's kind of like taking care of a of a like a tiny little drunk person. <laughs> it's like it's like shepherding a drunk girlfriend home from from a bar and like making sure that they don't like hurt themselves on the way. And I like, usually am the drunk dealing girlfriend with, <laughs> dealing with the vomit and the other bodily fluids and just basically trying to. Get them to sleep. Get them to bed safely, 
This is kind of what being an I think that's a deal breaker like. for me. Um, just, just putting that out there. But look, look, I will say that there there are lots of pluses, and I don't want to sound too negative because there are there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good things about being a, being a dad and um, having her laugh at you or yeah, like or, when they grow up and leave home. <laughs> when you're 18, you're out the door. <laughs> um, you know what I got <clears> for my 18th birthday from my dad? A suitcase. <laughs> Subtle, huh? But yeah, look. So look, having a having a child is is been challenging, and um, but also really rewarding as well because she's growing. She's three months old now, almost. She's almost four months now, and um, she's growing at this alarming rate. She's apparently in the um, in the ninety seventh percentile in terms of weight. Oh wow! So we have a big, big baby. They got a chubby bubba. We have a chubba bubba. <laughs> um, and she's she weighs a ton. <laughs> the poor the, little thing. So so now you have to pick her up and go. Oh god. She does like the, we do. We do make old man noises when we pick her up. It's like, ooh, oh, you're big. Um, she's. Uh, <laughs> I could. When when is she making noises now? Like she's babbling, she, which is really cute. Blah, 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 blah. So she's moved. She doesn't just cry anymore. She'll which is which is lovely. She makes other noises. Um, she'll try. She sort of has conversations with you. Like you'll you'll say like, oh, how are you doing today? And and she'll like go wah, blah, 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 back at you and you go, why don't you speak my language? <laughs> No, I would never do that. Um, but you do, you do kind of um, have this sort of back and forth with her, you know. Like you'll you'll make noises at her, and she'll make noises back at you, and you can tell that she's kind of she's learning what what talking is all about. That it's this sort of like collaborative thing. Yeah. But beyond that, I mean, she doesn't really. So you you're enjoying fatherhood. I'm look. I I have to say I'm loving it and. Having a kid is awesome. It really is. Okay, you sound like a zombie. You sound like one of those overtired zombies who say, Oh my god, everything's going wrong. What am I doing with my life? Have a kid, it's awesome. <laughs> it is. Look, uh, look, put it this way. If there was a, if there was a, uh, a graph of, of having a kid, of, of happiness with, with a kid, the lows are really low, mm-hmm. but the highs are really, really high. Higher than, than you've ever experienced before in your entire life. So, so it's basically like taking drugs. You're on drugs, Rob. <laughs> I'm on child drugs. Um, <laughs> you're you're taking baby Prozac. If there was a video of this, you'd see me like just like holding my head in disgust. But what I'm trying <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that is that it can be difficult, but the 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 good moments are really really good, and and it is very rewarding. Um, so that's great. I'm 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 really happy that you've taken to being a father. I'm like I'm, really... I love being a dad. It's it's awesome. Um and. Uh, and if you've, I've known Rob, you've got to remember here, people at home, that I've known Rob for basically 27 years now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More than half, most of our, both of our lives, we've known each other. Yeah. Yep. And if there's any job that I would have, because I've known Rob through all of these stages <laughs> in quotation marks of his life, yep. he is now more content, more happy, and more focused on what he's doing than he ever has been. And I reckon this is a good thing for him. It's bizarre how, how motivated I am and how. Um how uh, seriously I'm taking life um, because I never thought that I'd be this kind of person but I'm very career focused I'm very th- I think about money in this way that I never thought about it before which is like basically don't waste it um, and, um, I hope I never get to that stage in my life because that's all I do with my money that kind of segues into the fact that I'm now in the early stages or sort of mid stages of, of buying a home 
Um, That's right. You are. So I am already a homeowner. Yes, Andrew has joined the. Um, the I am now. Uh, I am now six mortgage repayments into owning a home, which yeah. is what we call six months, I suppose, in real time. Yeah, yeah. So he's actually like got a mortgage. He's got a, he's got a house that he owns. He can knock holes in the walls with a sledgehammer if he wants. And, I do. Uh, I do that just for fun, though. There's, there's no reason. I don't need to put anything through those walls. He can draw <laughs> on the wall if he wants with a pen, and no one will care. And uh, I was given my own room for that. <laughs> Like, basically, I, I have, like, a little room, which is my games room, where I display everything and do, like, all my modding and testing and all my consoles live. Yeah. Uh, and then I started taking over the garage, too. And my wife has started <laughs> noticing, like, why isn't the car in here? Why are the <laughs> all over the wall? What's going on? Oh, God. It's where Andrew rules with, like, the <laughs> S backwards um, on the wall. But, uh, yeah, so out of it. I'm, I'm, I'm now following in your lead, I guess, kind of, in the, in the sense that we're about... We're about three and a half weeks away from owning a house, which is awesome and terrifying all at once. Um, but I mean, look how look. Do you have any advice for me as a homeowner who's someone who's who's got a lot of trepidation and and fear, but also excitement about owning a house? Do you have any advice for me having made six mortgage payments already and kind of settling into? The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some advice for you. Uh, yes. What's yeah. That? Okay. Um, give me all your money. <laughs> No. no, actually, <laughs> that's that's bad advice. <laughs> no, you know what my advice is. What's your advice? My advice is let your wife take over the finances because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am not a particularly. If you've seen my collection, I have a massive collection of video games, mm-hmm. and I'm not responsible with money because I have a massive collection of video games. Or in cause of, basically, I pay the mortgage. Any leftover money goes into my hobby. And my wife, who is also working, is saving all the money for stuff we actually need. Mm-hmm. Like furniture. <laughs> food. And food. <laughs> booze apparently doesn't come into that. I have to pay for booze. That tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah. But look, the thing is, we've actually discussed this, and my wife... Well, my wife is doing the whole stay-at-home mum thing right now. But um, basically all her income, which is more or less... Um, uh, basically government benefits, is, is going into savings. Um, so the the family tax benefit payments and things that she That's receives good. from the uh, Australian government, the socialist government that we <laughs> sorry to my American friends, this is going to sound really really like wrong, but we get money just for having a kid. Yeah, um, there is a reason for that as well because we don't we're we're almost as big as America in terms of landmass, and we only have twenty four million people, and we only just cracked twenty four million people. Mm-hmm. And about uh, a decade ago, people were going. Our population isn't really growing very fast. Yeah, so and... there are incentives to have children. Yeah. And you see, there was a conservative government at the time then, and I think what they really meant was perhaps children of a, of a lighter shade, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think perhaps maybe limit immigration and put more, I don't know, whatever the, the main population is there. I was overseas at the time living in Asia, so... Mm. I heard this from a different perspective. When, when you combine the, um, let, let's say, incentives to have children with the, shall we say, strong immigration policies of our country, and we're not going to engage in political debate because we we're can't. Pu- we're public servants and we love all political parties equally. Yes, we um, The current ones. The end result of that was that you tend to get more of the same and that's about as much as you we, as that, we that's what say. we can actually legally uh, in, in terms of policy say which sounds we don't get mm. political and we we, we uh, cannot actually get political no, in this I, podcast I, I, so. unlike our friend in the, friends in the US who apparently really love Colonel Sanders <laughs> um, so Cody Goff 
Uh, our friend on the Game Life Balance US podcast has actually written a review, or re- not a review. That's the wrong word to use there. It's, he wrote it's an probably article. entirely the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> because we're so used to saying games. Mm-hmm. But he, he wrote uh, an article about Colonel Sanders, or uh, what's his real name? Um, 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 Ronald McDonald? Uh, Ronald McDonald, yeah, no, no. Um, uh, 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 Jeb... Jebediah uh, Bush was that, right? was that it? Um, Jebediah Springfield, B- Burnington Clintons, <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Uh, so right? basically, yeah, it's Bernie Sanders. Okay. So feel the burn. I'm feeling the burn because of our good friend uh, Cody Goff, and also the fact that I haven't it was, it was written. It was written up on the. <laughs> you just just talk. We just to keep going. Don't worry. Okay, no, no. I'll, I'll ignore that last <laughs> comment. Uh, he was published on the Huffington Post. Yep. Very respectable news outlet. I, I really hope they paid him because it was it was worth any sort of money that they would have flung his way. Uh, and it was about why I am not crazy for supporting Bernie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or yeah. you know, unrealistic. Basically, unrealistic, yeah. it was actually basically his his article stated that if in the event that Bernie Sanders was voted in as the president of the United States, he wouldn't be able to get all of his policies through the the Senate. Or... Senate. I'm not sure how the American political system works. Yeah, but... we're Australian, so yeah. we, they wouldn't be able to get it through the House of Representatives or the equivalent thereof within the first six months of being in office. And everyone mm. just saw the headline and went back to him and said, oh my God, yeah, he's not going to become president. Oh, you socialist bastard. Apparently he got a lot of like really negative... Uh, um, sort of yeah, but it was it was a very thoughtful and um, very interesting, very interesting piece. I really liked reading that. Yeah, actually. basically, um, Cody's become an advocate for Colonel Sanders, which I have to say, like, <laughs> I have to say, it, it, to, to me personally, is finger licking good. And I, and I have to say as well that look, I'm not I'm not saying that we should introduce American politics to Australia. But I really like Colonel Sanders's everyone gets a moist towelette policy. <laughs> Look, Rob, you've got to understand that there's going to be 11 secret herbs and policy for this, <laughs> all right? Socialism policy. Socialism, democratic socialism, I, I do believe it's called. Look, his views on the war in Iraq is... We got bit, sidetracked again. We really need bit, to get back. A bit of a zinger to me. And, <laughs> and, um, and you look, his politics may be a bit hot and spicy. <laughs> but... Look, I, I think I think we've carried this pretty much as far as it can go. Oh God! Well, was I talking about my life at some point you were. about ten minutes ago? Yeah, we're doing it. Okay, uh, listen to game, <laughs> listen to Gay Life Balance US for more information on Colonel Sanders slash Bernie Sanders. Um, so look, and, hey, you got to remember that I played a game recently. <laughs> Sanders, it's probably it's, God damn this podcast. Should I talk about games I've been playing a little bit, maybe? I think you should. I, I really, really, uh, really think you should. You've been playing on Ravel, I hear? Yes. So, um, uh, there was a thing called E3 last year. And um, one of the highlights for me and my wife, who graciously watched some of the E3 uh, press conferences with me, was a belovedly timid man from Sweden who came up on stage. Um, I remember this. And talked about um, in the, during the EA press conference, yeah, yeah. and talked about a, uh, a I guess what you call like a, a labor of love, um, an indie game called Unravel, which was to me one of the highlights of, of E3 2015. And it was a Sony exclusive, wasn't it? Yeah, a Sony exclusive, and it's this 
gorgeous little game about a uh, a cat who is made of of yarn. He's kind of like is a, it a cat? Is, is it's a it's it's but it's, it's a cat. It's a cat. Okay. Um, but don't worry. Um, he won't give you cat AIDS. I'm allergic that. to cats. Cat. Yeah. AIDS. But I don't think that's quite how AIDS work, especially feline AIDS. But you um, know. yes, apparently Andrew is not a big fan of cats. But I don't worry, cats. this is not a real cat. It's a yarn cat, so it's all good. So not a yarn Yoshi, a yarn cat. Yeah, it's like a little. He's basically basically his name is Yarny. He's a little cat who's basically made up of yarn. He's kind of like sorry, but Yarny. Just, just he's woven playing playing new age music, holding down one key for extended periods of time. Yeah, this Rooting is to the music. It's pretty. It's kind of like that. It's a very chilled out experience playing this game. So you're this yarn cat. So it's a, it's a pla- it's a puzzle platformer. Yep. And it's visually absolutely gorgeous. And uh, the the mechan- the sort of the uh, the unique mechanic about this game is that mm-hmm. um, you are trailing behind you a a string of yarn, and which you use to swing like Tarzan from point to point over gaps. And create sort of pulleys that you can use to lift objects in the world and now, drag things. And that uh, looks really fascinating. As mm. he goes along, does he get smaller and smaller and smaller? Yeah. So as as you're running along, the yarn is unraveling behind you. Hence the name. And um, if you travel a certain distance, you'll eventually run out of yarn. And he does get thinner as the yarn unravels to the point where um, you run out of yarn, and, it, and essentially you're kind of tugging on this like tail of yarn behind so you. So can you wrap yourself up again if you go backwards? Or you is, can, that, is yes. that a game over? So or? you can walk back and and he collects the yarn and wraps himself around his body again. Okay, that's clever. Builds himself up. He, I should say this this character is a couple of inches tall. He's tiny. Mm-hmm. And you're exploring this this world. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, I don't know, um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You're, oh, yeah. You're traveling through this this uh, this world and the scale of it is very vast. You know, this tiny little. I've always I've always said they they need to make a video game about the exploits of Wayne Skalinski. We've had too many drinks to be able to pronounce that name properly, but Skalinski, Skalinski. I don't know I, I'm you know like remembering something that was over twenty five years ago now, but I just really wanted to get a reference in there. There you go. But uh, yeah, you're this tiny little Moran's yarn cat. Character. You travel. You, the conceit of the game is that you're. Um, Revisiting memories of uh, an old lady, and you're um, traveling through sort of like places that she's she has fond memories of in this her life. This sounds like a really fun game. I How far I, through have you got? Look, I'm about halfway through. I understand there's about eight or nine <clears> levels <throat> in the game, and I'm I'm up to level four, so I've probably put in about four or five hours. It's not. A, it doesn't seem to be a particularly long game. It does cost thirty Australian dollars on the PlayStation Network. You can only get so it. that's probably like two dollars fifty in America. Yeah, about it's, it's about yeah. <laughs> It's basically like chump change in America, but over here it costs you an arm and a leg. Um, but so far, I'm really enjoying it. The visuals are gorgeous. The puzzles look. I've heard some people online complaining about this game and, and saying the puzzles are um, counterintuitive or that uh, it's difficult to figure out what you need to do. I have not. I have not found that to be the case. I found so it very being, approachable, very easy to actually progress in. Um, so being a that's one of the things that I find interesting about being intuitive is that that can be a very personal experience. Like yeah. what you find intuitive might be inverted to con- controls to someone else. You know, like yeah. looking down to look up, looking up to look down. You know, there are some things in the that world seems like that... utter madness to some other people. <laughs> there are some things in the world that are sort of highlighted with, um, like sparkles, and people have complained that oh, by the time I encountered an object that had the sparkles on, I'd forgotten that the tutorial had told me that that was a thing I could interact with and stuff. 
to me, like, I'm like, well, that's, that's kind that's... of your fault for not being having a good memory. Because I, I when I saw something <laughs> with that, I was like, oh, yeah, cool, I can climb up that. Or I can interact with that. Um, I've I've had a lot of fun with the game. I think it's really charming. The, the puzzles are not particularly difficult, which is good for me because I'm not very bright. And I don't really like puzzle games but it's also good because at this stage in your life you don't have a lot of time to play games so if it's not that long yeah. but it's fun and challenging enough for you then this yeah. might be the perfect game for you or anyone else who doesn't have a lot of time yeah, yeah, totally. to spend on a game it's a, if you love platformers and if you enjoy games that are like visually stunning and immersive and uh, have a quaint cute charm to them then this is a, a great game so highly recommend from my perspective um if you're into those sorts of things, then um, yeah, maybe look check it up it out. On, on PS4. Now, I'll, PS4 I'm planning on running a review of that, this game shortly for our website www.gamelifebalanceaustralia.com. Excellent, get uh, in there. We crowbar uh, that address in there. So uh, yeah, do keep an eye on the site because I'll be putting up a review. I'm very interested to read that actually. Yeah, because I, I I feel very strongly about the merits of this game and I'd like to discuss my experience with it in more detail but no, I look forward to reading that yeah so look I've rambled a lot and we've gone off topic a lot uh, about- <laughs> there was about five minutes of uh, Colonel Saunders talking there. so San- Bernie Sanders I keep saying Sanders because of my Australian accent yeah or so Saunders sounds a little bit weird to some American people out Sanders, there Sanders Saunders Saunders whatever the Colonel he's, he's not really a Colonel neither, neither was Colonel Saunders actually he was a Kentucky colonel, which That's means right. that if the state is under attack, he has to take up arms. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is to do with this Bernie Sanders guy claiming to be a military hero or something when he's actually... <laughs> You've said the same about me before. Look, Andrew is a hero. <laughs> Dedicate. He took a bullet for us <laughs> in the Vietnams. So that bullet had uh, that had bourbon on the side of it. It said bourbon bullet, and I drank all, all 80 proof of that, I'd like to say. Now, this is this is the worst episode we've ever done, isn't it? <laughs> this is the this is the best first episode back we've ever done. Oh god. Right. We, Andrew, what have you been doing with your games <laughs> in your life? Okay. So in my life, uh there's not a whole lot to say other than the games I've been doing, honestly. Mm. Not yet anyway. I've been kind of um I've been down to the south coast of New South Wales hmm. uh to kind of collect my thoughts. A and lovely say, area. Yeah. It is actually a lovely area, and I when I say collect my thoughts, I meant I really needed to f- relax for a while because <laughs> it's been kind of uh, very busy with all aspects of my life recently, and I just needed a, a place just to go to where I didn't have internet, mm. I didn't have anything other than the books I was reading at the time, and I could actually feel the sensation of being f- <laughs> utterly bored with things, if you know what I mean. Mm. So it was... Um, it's kind of... It's kind of funny to be able to be in a place with no internet and everything and have to play board games. And I played Sheriff of Nottingham, which I really liked. Huh. Uh, Sheriff of Nottingham is, is a great game where it, you need to bluff okay. a lot. And uh, people can't tell whether I'm, I'm lying all the time or I'm, you know, being completely honest while appearing to be facetious. Is it like Werewolf a bit? It is a little bit, except that you're trying to get things through basically customs or past the Sheriff of Nottingham. And you might be telling the truth, but you might be lying. So Mm. I really enjoyed that game. Um, I also played the Batman version of Love Letter. Okay. Uh, Love Letter is also another fantastic game where you kind of collect tokens by doing things. Uh, It's very simple. It comes in a little pouch. I love that game. In terms of actual video games, though, Mm -hmm. uh, you may remember, if you did listen to our old podcast, that I have an arcade machine. He does. And it's 
It's a fairly unique arcade machine in the fact that it's not it's not a cocktail cabinet. In other words, something um, horizontally flat that you put your drinks down on, mm-hmm. like a, a Space Invaders cab. Is it called like a stand-up? Is that what it's you call not it? a stand-up. No, it's what you call a sit-down cab because it is okay. on a diagonal uh, CRT display in front of you, mm-hmm. and then you basically just have the joysticks. As you sit down on a stool in front of the arcade. Right. Now, these particular style of arcades are very popular in Japan. Right. Because the boards can easily be swapped out. And arcades are still very much a thing over there. Mm-hmm. Like, there are lots of Sega clubs. Yeah, yeah Club Sega. Yeah. Mm. Club Sega, not Sega clubs. You know, that would be preposterous. <laughs> I'll hit you with my Sega club. Uh, that's a thing over there, probably. <laughs> Alex Kidd carries around a, a Sega club. And if you don't like Sonic, which is somewhat ironic, he hits you over the head. That's that rhyme. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was intentional. That was completely dope. intentional. Yeah. yeah. Word up. <laughs> um, you just ruined it, Rob. You ruined it all. Content. I look. This podcast has been ruined since the very beginning. <laughs> first, first minute in. Oh God. Uh, so basically, I managed to repair my machine. I didn't even know what was on there. I had an inkling that it was a main machine. Yeah, you fixed a broken arcade machine. I have to say, that's kind of cool. It is not a hundred percent fixed. It is in terms of playability. Mm. Uh, it is a main machine. It has 1,066 games on there, which includes a lot of uh, variants, I suppose you could say, of like, oh, you've got the Japanese variant of Ninja Turtles Arcade and you've got the European, which is Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Right. So there there are similar ones which have a different variant. Mm. And you and I, after I fixed it up, have actually been playing quite a few arcade games to completion. Yeah, actually, we've uh, we sat down and played a bunch, and it's actually pretty awesome. Most of the games that I hoped were on that machine are on it. Yeah, um, and it's on a CRT, which gives it very much a an authentic feel when you play the games because mm. you got player. There's no player three or four, mm. but where there is, there is two players. So we played a lot of beat 'em ups. Yeah. Yep. So we played through. Uh, gosh, we played through the uh, Simpsons. Arcade, yep. up, that is- was that was all right. It was fun to see early references to The Simpsons, but it went on way too long. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, we were like surprised. Like, are we still playing this? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. it's much longer than uh, than any beat 'em up I, I can remember playing. Uh, we, we played Sunset Riders. Sunset completion. Sunset Riders is a, was a really good freaking game. cool game. Yeah, yeah, uh, I loved that game. Played uh, Arrowwing Three, which is a, a Neo Geo game. That's a rather unusual game. It is. You can play as a dolphin. <laughs> it's it's a vertical shoot 'em up, a vertical shooter. So mm. we, we played. Um, we we of course played Alien vs Predator, mm-hmm. which we talked about earlier. We played the Asterix beat 'em up. That was that was probably one of my favorites so far because it was so self referential. Yeah, very accurate to the comic book, and it was a Konami game too. Like it was mm. so accurate in terms of graphic style and how you play as Asterix and Obelix. But I do have one piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Play as Obelix. <laughs> I did that, and I uh, I certainly had Asterix is so small, and there is there is um, friendly fire turned on, which yeah. makes it so difficult. Yeah, Obelix has definitely got the advantage there, and that's probably, I guess that's probably accurate to the fiction, but um, it does make the player who's who's lumped with Asterix feel a bit left out. Um, yeah, because he's so powerful and so much bigger mm. that I I kind of want to do because. Like, uh, you and I kind of have a thing where we kind of are set in our character and personality mm. ways where we'll choose one character or the other. Mm. I've co- of, I chose that character and regretted it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think in, you know, in the, 
in a metaphorical sense, I am kind of the obelix of this of, the, of this partnership. I am kind of the the oaf, <laughs> um, which is weird because you allowed me to host this this train wreck. But um, <laughs> so also, like, other than other than getting the arcade machine working, mm. we'll we'll come. The, the arcade has what you call it's a little bit dubious as to how legal having an, a main machine is. But I did buy you know, this machine legally. Yeah, I do own it. It is in my garage. Look, my controversial view on emulators is that if you're if you're using an emulator to play games that you could not and literally could not acquire any other way, then I can't see that as being an ethical wrong. See, if they um, released Alien vs Predator on any of any of like the virtual consoles around here, I'd I'd buy it or yeah, you'd buy it. You yeah, know, like, absolutely. Having playing that at a normal volume might benefit us a little bit more than being blasted out of our seats. <laughs> so perhaps we should have bought Xbox Ones or 360s or whatever, whichever was the one that had the Simpsons arcade game released on it, and and played it but that it's way. It's been pulled since but, then as well. That's yeah, the thing. Like, so it, it, the, the rights keep coming up and then going off again. It's such a grey area. It, it really is. It really and is. Um, but if you if you really want to experience a game, and we to be fair, we did. Uh, play that game for review and criticism purposes. We did mm. review this game in this episode, so mm. it's it's fair enough in our particular case. Mm-hmm. But if you can play it, I'd suggest play it. Um, I also got a couple of Master System games recently. Yeah, uh, we are, are are big fans of the Master System here on Game Life Balance yes. Australia. Perhaps perhaps we're uh, fighting a losing battle. Um, no, we are fighting a losing battle. But I've always felt that it's, the... it lost. That battle was lost twenty five the... years ago. <laughs> I've always felt that the Master System was kind of um, done bad um, in, in the history of games because it, it's hardware is like it, it's like objectively better than the NES, but the games aren't. Yeah, yeah. But there are some unique games. Now I got uh, Taito Chase HQ. Ah, oh, classic game. A yeah. very classic game in the arcade, uh, and the fact that it's actually called Taito Chase HQ, not Chase HQ by Taito or whatever. Mm. Uh, the That's the cover of itself is actually hilarious. I just looked like <laughs> a car crashing and a guy going, "Yeah, who cares?" I, I, I saw that on, on on Andrew's Twitter account, and it's it's pretty hilarious actually. And the, uh... I had a lot of fun with that game. Mm. Like it glitches a lot, but chasing and you only see the back of these cars, like mm. chasing a, a Lamborghini Countach mm. or like a, a Ferrari. Uh, you know what the back of these cars look like, and it's so much fun playing these games. Mm. I actually, I actually hired Chase HQ a lot yeah, as a kid. It and doesn't I... it glitches, and it's not the best graphical standard, and it's nowhere near as good as the arcade. But damn it, it I still had a lot of fun with it. Cool. I'm glad that game kind of holds up a bit. Um, it, it does a bit, but I suppose you might need a little bit of nostalgia there. Mm. Now, the other game that I got, and I thought would be the better game, but wasn't, was uh, Cyber Shinobi. Okay. Now, Shinobi, the original, was an arcade game, mm-hmm. and then it was released as a Master System game, kind of a, an, an action platformer. Yeah, and I have a lot of fond memories of that game. Um, now, as for Cyber Shinobi... Um, it's... You know, I have modded my Master System to play at 60 hertz, mm-hmm. basically a lot faster than the PAL version. Mm-hmm. Even then, it's 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 playable, mm. but not it's not great. Mm. You know, it's okay. like the characters are still slow. You still gotta dodge very generic enemies, and then even then, you it's so slow that you jump basically, and they still fire a bullet 
so you still take a hit. Is it like has it suffering from slowdown and stuff it's, like that? Or it, it's not slow down. It generally is a slow game. It's just the animation and yeah. the, just the nature of the game is slow. It is, which is a, a pity because this game was never released in arcades, as far as I know. It would have been made for the Master System. Mm. Okay. And it just doesn't play that well on the Master System itself. If you sped up the game by about 25%, I reckon this, this has potential okay. for, you know, 1989, 1990. But right. it doesn't. And it's such a shame because Shinobi, as slow as it is on the Master System, is a, is a good arcade. Hmm. And it just the sequel just doesn't play that well. That's a shame. Yeah. But the Mega Drive sequels are pretty good. Okay. Uh, we've played uh, Shinobi 3... Yeah, we've played yeah. Shadow Dancer, which is another Shinobi. Shadow Dan- I, I remember that being pretty cool. Yeah, on on the the Mega Drive, they play quite well. On the Master System, maybe not bother. By the way, Shadow Dancer sounds like a uh, Michael Jackson song for some reason. <laughs> it kind of kind of does, doesn't you it? You know, so that's um, what I've been up to with my with my game life recently. You know, yeah, it sounds um, pretty jam packed. Less life, more game, which is what I is how I plan to keep it. Mm-hmm. Playing lots of Mario Maker, but we've already talked about that before. Mm-hmm. So, Rob, I believe you have a quiz for me. That's right. Let's wrap it up with our quiz segment. So, usually, Rob will give me a quiz. Mm -hmm. And it's usually trivia-based. Yeah, it's usually... It tends to be a... Trivia, trivial. Yeah. It's usually pretty trivial. And it's somehow related to sort of the theme of the podcast or the feature game or something like that. Um, This week, I thought I'd do something a little different. Okay. may backfire, but... um, uh, typically I do a true or false quiz. Okay. Uh, but this week I'm going to do a synonym quiz. So Synonym. So words that have the a similar meaning to other words in the yeah, English language. That's right. So a, a word that can be replaced fairly well with another word. Um, I'm going to read out names of games. Okay. Uh, I've replaced <clears throat> the words of the names of the games with synonyms. Of the names of the games. <laughs> okay. If, if this makes any sense at all to you. All right. Um, just, just, just hit me with it. And, just, and, just and go. The important point, though, is that uh, these games were all reboots because we've rebooted our podcast. And okay. That's, that's why I decided to I do... really hope I've been paying attention to games for the past 15 years. My latest was the uh, Dreamcast, I think. <laughs> so here we go with our reboots quiz for this reboot of Game Life Balance. Okay. All right, here we go. So, uh, question one. Fake town. Fake town. Fake? Um, I, I mean, insincere city. Sim City. Yep, that's right. Sim City? Sim City. Points okay. on the board. Points on the board. Rebooted in 2013. I remember that was a terrible game that I erased from my memory. I should mention, if you want a clue, I can give you the year okay. that yep. the reboot was released. Uh, question number two. Deadly Urge. Deadly Urge. Um, uh, sexual Predator. <laughs> Se- no. no. That's what you were in call yes, for last week. Yes, the reboot of the popular game Sexual Predator. Sexual. Uh, killer. Killer Instinct. Yes. Okay, all right. Killer Instinct. Okay. I, I think I'm getting the hang of this. Killer Instinct. Okay. Right. Cool. Uh, Fogol was in, was, was actually the one in court for, um. <laughs> he does look a bit dodgy. He does. All right. Uh, also, if you know who Fulgore was, you know, points points on the board for you as well. Look, I will say for this next one, I didn't know this was rebooted. Okay. Until I put this together. I'm sure I will. I know everything about video games ever. <laughs> Transformed creature. Transformed creature. Uh, animal. Uh, an- animorphs. Animorphs. The game. <laughs> it was. It was popular in the late nineties, and it came back. Each word. Okay. 
So it's say, a two, say to me two, again. It's a two-word so changed, game. transformed changed, creature, uh, altered, altered, altered beast. Yes, altered beast. Altered beast. Altered was beast rebooted. Was rebooted in two thousand and five. Into what was rebooted out of the door of Sega? Yes. Apparently, someone thought, you know, what game would sell well in two thousand and five? Altered beast. Yeah, you were wrong. Yeah, they uh, were I, wrong. We have done this. We went through our back catalogue. Mm-hmm. For that game and couldn't find any reference to a reboot. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm as surprised as you are, but apparently right, okay. the game was rebooted in, rebooted in 2005. So. All right, all right. This next one is a, a bit crap, but um, <laughs> Satan possibly wails. <laughs> Satan possibly wails. Uh, Satan, uh, uh, devil may weep. Devil, come on! You know where this is. Devil may cry. Don't don't torture. De- the Devil may cry. Yeah. Devil may cry. All right. All right. Four, four on the board. That's that's looking pretty good. People right. didn't like that reboot. Apparently, some liked it. Some thought it was betraying the series or something. I uh, like. I just thought it was another sequel. It never occurred to me that it was a reboot because yeah. I remember it back in the late nineties. I think it was around. Or? I think they didn't like the fact that that he didn't have long hair anymore or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, the internet. All right. Um, this next one again. A little weird. No, hit me with it. Um, animate fighting. Animate, as in the opposite of inanimate. Okay, my, my fighting. Okay, my final answer. Clay mm-hmm. fighters. They must have <laughs> rebooted that. That snowman is back. He is kicking Keister, and it's not clay fighters, is it? What is it? Well, why would I use the word fighting if it was fighters? <laughs> animate fighting. Uh, okay, alright, just just give it to me. Alright, it's Mortal Kombat. Mortal. Ah, oh, okay, alright. Mortal, like animate, like living. I really wish you'd use of... Clay Fighters there because, like. Okay, alright, no, you, you know... shouldn't have. No, no, okay, that's that's a point on the board for I you. Tried, I'll give you that like, one. The, I have to say, the synonyms for Mortal are really weird. And yeah. I, I was like, whoa, how. Animate was the closest I could get, I think. That's fair, that's fair enough. Alright, uh, this next one I'm actually kind of fond of. So, um, hopefully, uh, this will work out for you. Okay. Because I'm quite proud of this one. All right. Aristocrat of Iran. Aristocrat? Like a a duke or prince or yes. king? Wait, 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 yes, wait, wait. Exactly wait, wait. like wait. that, actually. <laughs> prince of Persia. Yes. Brilliant. Sands um, of Time. I should put in the full... I think Sands of Time was actually the sequel. Oh, was it? Oh, no. Because there was a... Prince of there was a just Prince of Persia straight up Prince of Persia in two thousand and eight. I remember Sands of Time because that was the good one. Yeah, that was the one that people actually liked. I, I'm going to give myself a point for that anyway. So it's 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 five. <laughs> sure, go, go nuts. <laughs> Why not? That's how these quizzes work, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Now this one I actually think is a bit bad. Okay, because um, the rest have been great. All right, all right. So just just take my straight answer. Because this one tell actually, me that I'm right, then move on. I've been thinking about this, and this is less of a synonym and more of a translation. Okay, go. Ninja, is it some sort of side story? So like Shadow Dancer, so, it's Shadow Dancer. No NES. No, it totally is. It's Ninja Guy. Ninja isn't a shadow. Is, Ninja is not a synonym of Shadow Dancer. But what's another word for Ninja? What's another word that means Ninja? Um. Uh. Two. Uh. Again, I think I've kind of stretched it too far with this one, but uh, I'll give you a chance. Uh. Perhaps in another language, perhaps. A little bit. Uh, Shinobi? Yes. Really? Shinobi, yes. Shinobi? Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not fond of that one, but yes, Shinobi is sort so of what Kuno, a ninja is. Kunoichi means... Kunoichi is actually female ninja. Mm-hmm. So, 
Shinobi, yeah, okay, all right, I'll, I'll pay myself for that one. Yeah, look, perhaps my knowledge of ninjas is not what it should be, but uh, I read some because we that only came to me because we were talking about it earlier on in the podcast. All right, all right, hit what? me, hit me next. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking one... ass in this quiz. <laughs> synonymistic quiz is synonymistic a synonym for synonym? Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Um, <laughs> all right, this is question number eight. Sprinkle Shack. Yeah, uh, sprinkle. Okay. Uh, sprinkle Shack. Sprinkle. I am going to. This is my definitive answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is fairy bread. I live in bread, like a gingerbread house. Like, Why do you think that bread. Uh, <laughs> fairy bread. Uh, what is the answer? Splatter house. Splatter house. That's exactly what I put on my cake. <laughs> Sprinkles and splatter. Same thing. Oh, I'll, I'll award you for that one. Look, you, you get that one on the board. Look, I'll admit that sprinkle perhaps has a has a less violent <laughs> a less violent uh, connotation than, so, spr- than splatter. But in Australia, we actually have something called fairy bread, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, sprinkles on bread with butter. Hundreds, hundreds, and thousands. Hundreds and thousands. You know, like coloured candy uh, sprinkles. Mm-hmm. So that's where my, my that's where my brain went. It goes to those places. All right, hit me. Oh, dear. All right. Um, look, I don't know anymore. I don't know whether you'll get this or not. Have more confidence in yourself, Rob. <laughs> I believe in you. This quiz sucks. Um, grave robber. Grave, uh, grave robber. Is, is, would this, would another synonym be perhaps mausoleum? Thief? Yes. Perhaps? A place where a dead body is. Oh, like Tomb Raider. Yes, like, yes. Exactly like Tomb Raider. <laughs> Actually, which was rebooted in 2013. Oh, okay. Oh my god, you're driving me crazy. All right. Um. Last but not least. Oh god, I know. I you're love not, this. I, I love not, this. I know you're not going to get this one. Okay. All right. Okay. Just to take my. I'll say the first thing that comes into my head. So you're fired. In no, the, no, sorry. In the Middle Ages. Okay. This word was very much a synonym. Okay. Just take. Just I will just say the first thing that comes into my head. Fire away. Predestination. Destiny. That's that was that would that must have been was an Amiga de- game. Is Destiny a reboot of anything though? Yeah, it, it it went from a terrible game to an all right and playable game this year, <laughs> last year. It's not a reboot; it's a DLC. <laughs> all right, what is it? It's Doom. Okay, I probably should have got that. Doom, Doom. Is that a reboot? Oh, it is a reboot, isn't it? Doom. It's, it's not Doom Four, is no, it? No, they're calling. They're just, just calling Doom. it Doom. Doom. So it is technically a reboot. I hope someone makes me their bitch, even though that's an obscure reference. Right. Well, look, Daikatana. That's the end of our quiz. I've I think I've learned a lot about <laughs> what I shouldn't do with quizzes. <laughs> I won that quiz. I'd like to say I won that seven to three. Yes. Well, well done you. And uh... <laughs> so, thank you very much for listening to the first episode back of Game Life Balance Australia. And Rob, please read the copy. Sure. Uh, as Andrew said, we hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can visit us on the web at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com, where you'll find links to our podcast feeds, video content, blog posts, and links to our sister show in the US. You can follow us on Twitter if you're so inclined. If you want. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it, but I'm at ReBoughtIt. I am at ProdTally, P-R-O-D-T-A-L-L-Y. And uh, you can uh, find our official Twitter feed at GLB Australia. 
if you enjoy our show, uh, please rate us and give us a positive review on iTunes. Yeah, apparently that really helps. Like, if you yeah. actually go on iTunes and say these guys are not only five star, but they're five stars and worth talking about, then apparently other people will, will like, you know, oh my god, it's not just five stars, but five stars and a review. People will totally come to us and say, please have our babies. Yes. Their babies. Our babies. I don't want any Someone please take his baby. One baby is more than enough. <laughs> Thanks. But and tell your friends too. Yeah. Like that that helps. Like put them down, sit them in a chair, make them listen, uh Shine clockwork a orange on their face style. Yep. Uh threaten them with violence. Uh but yes, do 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 share uh your love of this show with others, uh, because we find that word of mouth is probably the best way to get mm-hmm. also please give our American friends a listen at gamelifebalanceus.com. Or you can also just go to gamelifebalance.us. They both go to the same site. That's right. Their show is actually really good as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, They take a little bit of a format change to us, which actually really helps when we collaborate. Yes, and um, I will say their podcast is is, is probably a lot more professional than ours. But (laughs) Cody actually works in the professional radio business. So yeah, give give them a listen. They're really good. Mm -hmm. Good people. Not as good as us, though. Yeah, not as funny as us. Yeah, uh, because you know, like that that John guy. I think he was in jail. That's where he got the Uncle Stabo name from. Yeah, he's an angry man. That's what that's what Cody told me anyway. He's full of rage. Full of rage. Yeah, I mean, we're just going off what Cody told us. So you know, blame Cody. Yes, not us. 